Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm Tom Blackwood, Executive Pastor at Calvary Church. We hope you'll find something every week that inspires and encourages you in your faith. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen so that you'll never miss an update. Hope you enjoy the message. Thank you, Lord, for your sweet presence in this room this morning as we gather to worship you. Your presence is with us, and you're here to meet needs. You're here to speak your peace over our lives. You're here to share your joy with us, and we just receive it this morning. We receive it all, everything you have for us, Lord. We're hungry for you, for your presence. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. We love you. We need you. Amen. Amen. Won't you take a moment and just turn to the people around you, say hello before you're seated. And while those in the room are greeting each other, I want to greet our online guests this morning. We're so glad that you're joining us as well. And Merry Christmas to you. If you are joining us online this morning, give us a shout out. Let us know where you're joining us from and say Merry Christmas back to us. We'd love to hear all the Christmas greetings from around the country and around the world. Well, welcome to you that are here in the building today and Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, It's so close. A week from today is Christmas. How exciting. And uh, I know you all are looking forward to time with family as we are and, the, and God's goodness and sharing in that goodness with those that you love. Well, if you are new to Calvary, if this is your first time or maybe you've been here a few times checking us out, um, either in person or online, and you have decided you'd like to know more about us, you'd like to get connected and know more about this church, would you take just a minute to fill out this Connect card? That's how we know to reach out and serve you in whatever way that we can. If you wanna know more about how do I get my kids involved or how do I get involved in a small group or where can I serve or any other questions, how can I get baptized, etc., etc. Any questions you have about this church, we would love to do that. Those cards are right there in front of you. If you are here with us in the sanctuary, you can fill it out. Uh, with the pin or on the back there's also a QR code to do that digitally as well as online there's a digital connect card popping up also if you are here today and um, you want to give your tithes or you still have some kingdom builders pledges to fulfill uh, this is besides Friday night this is our last time in the sanctuary so this would be a good opportunity to complete those you can do that physically in the offering receptacles in the back or also digitally at calvarytriad.church slash give. And then you can text to give at 84321. Um, All of that, obviously the digital offerings are possible even after today and through the um, New Year's Eve, you can give to get credit for this year if you're um, concerned about tax credit and all of that, that would be through New Year's Eve as well. Well, speaking of Friday, I hope you guys are making plans to come out and join us. Uh, We have an amended schedule for the holidays. We've got our big 
Christmas production Friday night. I hope you've taken some of those invite cards. I gave one out this week to my hairdresser, the person who did my nails, and I stopped in to buy a gift card from somebody for Christmas, got to talking to the girl, and I ended up giving her a card. And so, yeah, just give those cards out. You never know who that could be a blessing to, to have something to do with their family, or maybe they don't have family, and it would just be a fun Christmas celebration for them at the holidays. And then next Sunday, Christmas Day, we will be having church online only. So don't come here. (laughs) You'll be here by yourself. (laughs) That would be really sad. So stay home in your pajamas with your family and watch our online service next Sunday for Christmas Day. And also the same for the following service for New Year's Day. And then we will see everybody back here on Sunday, January the 8th. Well, for more information about everything that's going on at Calvary, would you check out these announcements with me? Hey, everybody. I'm Bradley. Welcome to Calvary, and thanks for worshiping with us today. Great things are happening here at Calvary, so check this out. Our senior adult ministry invites you to celebrate Christmas with them tonight at 5.30 p.m., in the East Auditorium. Join Sam's for a night of fun and a catered dinner. Seating is limited, so register as soon as possible. We love serving our community, and a few ways to do that here at Calvary are through the Giving Tree and our Blanket Drive. The Giving Tree is an opportunity to provide Christmas gifts for children in our community, and our Blanket Drive provides blankets for those in need. Today is the final day for donations. For more information and to get involved, please visit our Kingdom Builders Lobby today. The holiday season is here. Mark your calendars for our Christmas service on Friday, December 23rd. Also, please note that Sunday, December 25th and Sunday, January 1st will be online only. No in-person services will be held on Christmas or New Year's Day. For more information on all these events and to register, visit Calvary Triad dot church forward slash info we're so glad you could join us today make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at calvarytriad.church and on facebook and instagram at calvary triad now let's prepare our hearts for god's word joy we hear it and we think of happiness or laughter But true joy far outweighs any fleeting emotions. Like a beautiful garment, joy is a response that we clothe ourselves with. And at this time of year, it's our heart's cry as we bear witness again to the birth of the Savior. And let's face it, there's not a person here who couldn't use a little more joy these days. So you're invited into that quality of joy, whether your life is full of happiness or not. It's an invitation for every person, and it's here now, because Jesus is here now. This is joy. Well, are you ready for Christmas? 
Well, even if you're not, it's going to be here anyway. So yeah, I just, uh, I'm, I'm excited. This is a fun week. This is like the, the week before all families get together and, and celebrate. And I know there's all kinds of shopping that you've, uh, have put off until the last minute. Like me, Chloe asked me this week, dad, have you finished your shopping? And I just kind of chuckled and I was like, the real question should be, dad, have you started your shopping? And to both of those, it would be no. Um, so we're just, it's going to be a fun week. So if you see me running around town crazy, the hair on fire or whatever, just have some grace, all right, and pray for your pastor. Uh, but it's going to be a fun week. You heard Pastor Kim mention some of the adjusted schedule. Um, we're, it's a different year with Christmas falling on a Sunday and then New Year's on a Sunday. And somebody has asked, do you think that's the right decision going online both? And the answer is, I don't know. We're going to try, right? So I'm going to miss you. Uh, but please don't go unengaged. Get with us on those services, both at 9 and 11 online. We'll, we'll be kind of live, kind of, like what you're seeing, the recording. We've recorded some of that prior, obviously, but we'll, as pastors, we're going to be facilitating some of the conversation online during that time. So if you want to just chat and you miss me, just jump on there and we'll be saying hi or whatever. And, you know, hey, what'd you get for Christmas? Did your kids get you, you know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. We'll have fun together online. Don't forget um, that. And quite honestly, just make it a time for your families. It's not going to be lengthy. Um, there's a, a brief devotional kind of thought there, but sit on the couch with your, your family and get the coffee going, the hot cocoa, whatever it is, and uh, just spend some time focusing on Jesus. So it'll be, it'll be great. Sunday, December 25th, the Christmas Sunday, we'll be talking on the, the fourth stage of this Advent series. We talked last week about hope. Today is joy. Then Friday night, we're going to be addressing this idea of peace. And then Sunday, next Sunday, we'll be love. And so it's been, it's been a fun journey um, to, to walk through this Christmas story. I mentioned it last week. The first two chapters of the book of Luke is where we are last week and then these next few moments today, uh, or next few moments as it relates to this Advent series. So let me just challenge you with something. Today, we're talking about joy, and it is impossible for you, I'm just declaring this, right? It's impossible for us to have joy without our face reflecting it, okay? So can we practice something? Can you turn to the person beside you and give them the most cheesy, goofy grin, whatever, that you've ever done? Yeah, some of you are really strong. Benny, you and I, no one's sitting right there. Benny, right here, ah, you know, whatever, that kind of deal. You're like, you are weird, Pastor John. Yeah, that's okay. Because today, I just wanna encourage you with something. When you read through the story of the birth of Jesus, it's about joy. It's about this moment where, where the Lord decided to interrupt the events of history and just breathe some joy into the culture and into the surroundings. And we're going to do a little bit of that today, even at the end of service. So be ready. Don't, uh, don't uh, check out or leave, leave today. So there's, there's some fun stuff um, that we've got planned for you. Advent, this idea of Advent in the, the progression leading up to, to Christmas. We talked about last week, the word Advent just simply means the coming or arrival. Last week, talking about hope, we talked that there is a hope and an, an understanding that Jesus 
Jesus came. Like that was a real thing that happened. This little baby was born and he came to earth. He came and he grew and he became the savior that we sang about. That, that honestly, can you imagine the significance of, of Mary and Joseph watching their son grow into a, a, a teenager and growing and, and all the stuff of growing into a man, right? And he's a man. And now you see your son on that cross. And you know that his purpose was bigger than just your son, that he was sent to be the savior of the world, that he did come and he's still here present. The Bible says that when he left, he said, I'm going to go away so that the spirit can come and be with you. He came, he's still here, and we have a hope that he's coming again. And isn't that going to be an amazing day? Quite honestly, I just, it could be today and I'd just be, that would be awesome right? It would be incredible. And we would have more joy than we knew what to do with. And it would be, we understood, we would understand the fullness of it, but he came and he is coming again. This Advent series talks about that arrival. Today is all about this joy that really is contagious. It is something that when we understand the fullness of joy in our lives, it cannot help but have impact on our behavior, on our feelings, even though it's not dictated by our feelings, they become a representative of something, a thing of something that's happening within us. It changes our environment. It, it lifts the level of enthusiasm and hope. You say, how can you have joy in the middle of struggles? Because we have a confidence that God's promises are still true no matter our circumstances. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I want you to know that even at the end of our first service, I had some, some moments in prayer with people and, and, and had two different situations, conversations of this. Here's a situation in my life. And Pastor John, thank you for the word. It was great, but it's really tough. And can I tell you right now, even before we jump into the word and this idea of joy, that even though I, I've, I've been praying that we could proclaim the truth of this, this, this portion of scripture with boldness and confidence, even though that's the direction that we're going to proclaim this truth, I understand that it's difficult. And I understand that sometimes this flesh in our world can really impact the way we see this idea of joy. Can we just um, commit in ourselves today to say, you know what, God, I'm going to look at your word. I'm going to look at your promises. I'm going to look at your truth and your scripture and understand that my circumstances don't change the reality of your promise. And that would be a good place for you to say amen right there, because that, that is true. This joy is contagious. So where we've gone in this story, Luke, the first two chapters of the gospel of Luke, we've talked about in the first few verses of that first chapter, how that Luke, the physician, right? He was very concerned about the validity of everything that he was about to share. He, he gave us assurances, the readers then, and he gave, gives us the assurance that these things he's about to write were verified by eyewitness reports, my Technology is not loving me today. So hold on just a second. Da, da, da. I'm trying to call an audible. Let me see if I can do this by memory. How about that? Luke was concerned about the validity 
of scripture and he talked about eyewitness reports. He talked in chapter one, verse 11 about the, the prophecy over, um, Zechariah and how that there was this prophecy that he had given Zechariah in old age. He and Elizabeth were, were struggling with, oh, we don't have any kids. And yet they gave them this, this prophecy that was, that was fulfilled in the birth of John the Baptist. Then in verse 24 of chapter one, Elizabeth becomes pregnant and, and there's this joy that is infused into her life. Verse 26 is when she's six months pregnant, the same angel, Gabriel, it is not cooperating with me. We'll go that way and says, you know what? Gabriel visits to visits Mary and says to Mary the same promise, almost the same idea of you, you're going to have this child. He's going to be named Jesus. You, you're not, you're not even married. You're a virgin. And there was this circumstance that did not look like something that she would have joy about. And yet this prophetic word from Gabriel breathed this, this moment of joy. Then in Luke chapter one, verse 39 is where we pick up the story today. And I apologize for the screen messing up on me today, but that's all right. We'll, we'll go there. If you have your Bibles or apps or whatever, go to Luke chapter one, verse 39 through 45. I'll be reading from the NIV today. Usually use the NLT, but this is from the NIV. Luke chapter one, verse 39 says at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Have you ever got a good report or someone calling you and telling you something that's exciting that has happened to them? This is the scenario where Mary and Elizabeth, some versions describe Mary and Elizabeth as cousins. There's some debate on whether that word cousins really meant cousins as the way it's the relational, but it doesn't really matter the depth of their relationship. They were close friends at the very least. They were tight, right? Mary and Elizabeth. And here comes Mary showing up into Elizabeth's um, house and says, I've got great news. And there's this, this moment, right? Husbands, you understand when your wife's best friend calls or when mom calls or whatever, and, and it's like the energy in the conversation, you can tell, even though you may hear only one side of it, you say, wow, this is something going on. Or, or some of you say, hey, can you quiet it down? The Cowboys are playing right now. No, you don't say that, right? But there's this moment where the joy in this conversation kind of overwhelms the situation. It says the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that significant? Luke, this physician who was very concerned with documenting the validity and the, 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 the veracity, the truth of this story, something happened there. There was this transference of joy in this report that Mary brought to Elizabeth, so much so that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 42 of that passage, it says, in a loud voice, Elizabeth exclaimed, 
Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Do you understand the depth of understanding that that Elizabeth is beginning to have of this report that is given to her? This is no longer just my pal Mary talking to me. There is something spiritual and eternal taking place in this report that she is giving. And this joy that Elizabeth is experiencing is not just, wow, the baby's jumping in my womb. There is a depth of understanding of the promise of God having impact into her life. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the child you were bare. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Catch that phrase. The Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Some of you in this room, when we talk about this idea of joy, it becomes this foreign concept and you equate that to feelings or, yeah, that's just their personality. Can I challenge you with something today? True joy really has less to do with feelings and more to do with a confidence within us that God's promises are true for you and for me. You say, what are God's promises? They're all through his word. God's word says that I, we can and do all things through Christ who has strengthened us. The Bible says that greater is he that is within us than he that is within the world. The Bible says that we can be confident that that God who has begun this good work in us will carry it on into completion. What are God's promises? They're promises to you and to me that all things will work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. The problem comes when we determine or we, we, we make this decision, even sometimes inadvertently in our lives, that our feelings and that joy that we have is contingent upon our circumstances and not the promises of God's word. Elizabeth spoke that in Mary's life. She said, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Three things today. If you're taking notes, I'm going to try to be really plain because they're not going to be on the screen today, but I want you to grab them because they're significant. Number one, joy is not dependent upon circumstances or feelings. Joy is not dependent upon circumstances or feelings. See, Elizabeth and Mary both, their circumstances in the natural did not equal joy. Elizabeth and Zechariah, the Bible says, were old in years. They were past the time where it was natural for them to conceive and to bear children. And as such, there were more than likely this this moment of depression and and we want to have kids, but for some reason, and that circumstance was not such that equaled joy until the promise of God came into the circumstance and changed everything. 
And then Mary. Mary's, um, for all likelihood, a young, um, about to be married, a young woman who gets this word that even though she is a virgin, not married, she becomes pregnant. You talk about a challenging circumstance, right? Especially in that day and age, there was, there was a reputation to be lost. There was shame. There was embarrassment. And yet in the middle of a circumstance that did not in the natural look like it should lead to joy, Mary gets this promise from God that says, I will fulfill in you something great, young Mary. Just, just wait and see what, is, what God is about to do. In, and there was this circumstance of the promise of God being introduced into a unique circumstance that equaled joy. You see, joy is not dependent upon our circumstance and our feeling. Joy is really in response to God's grace. God's grace is simply when you and I receive something that we don't deserve. Boy, and haven't we all. And, and you know, sometimes we, we tend to, in this idea of grace, we always just attach it to deep spiritual things, which it absolutely does. Salvation, mercy for forgiveness of our sins. That is the ultimate sign of God's grace. The truth of it is, is God's grace is even, it, it, it's all encompassing. Just look around. God's grace, I have no idea why God has allowed you or I to be born into this culture, into this environment where we have the freedom that we do to worship him the way some on this earth do not. I do not understand why that is, but I recognize it as God's grace. Sometimes God says, you know what? I'm going to show you grace in a situation so that you'll have joy. And then we'll see in a minute how that joy is not just an end in itself so that, boy, you can feel really good. No, that joy is meant to be shared. Please let us never get to the point where we say, you know what? We're just really blessed. That's awesome. Boy, aren't we great? Yeah, that's just incredible. We've just got all these. No, 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 no. God sometimes shows grace into situations and gives, gives favor so that you can be a blessing to others. That's what Mary encountered. Wow. This word was given to her, this, this promise of a son. And what does she do? She runs to her friend and says, I got to share this. I've got to get this, this word into different places. Joy and grace, they go hand in hand. Sometimes we get into the, um, the mindset, especially as adults, right? Don't you sometimes want to just remember back, and some of you uh, do more than others, revert back to when you were kids and you really had no cares in the world? Wouldn't that be fun sometimes, right? It would just be great to just go home and, and just you know, you know, kick your feet up and not worry about anything. Some of you wives are like, my husband understands that truth. No, but there's these moments where I think it's great for us to reflect back and see as as a, an adult, maybe in some of you at different stages of life, that, that it would be well, we would do ourselves well to reflect into our relationship with God the same way in our innocence as that we were as kids. And here's, here's how and why I say that. I remember as uh, when our two older kids now, um, Chelsea and Chandler, when they were just toddlers, we were youth pastors at church in Longview, Texas. And I remember almost weekly during the summer and when the weather was nice and we'd go pick them up from kids' church and all that stuff. And we had a little lawn area outside the church. 
And I remember at at first I was just doing this because my kids loved this or whatever. And then I'll tell you how it changed a little bit after that. But, but I'd get them out in the, in the lawn and I I was excited to see them. And, you know, Sunday mornings were kind of crazy, especially being on staff. And it was just like, you know, I may or may not have seen them that morning because I came early, all this stuff. But I remember getting Chelsea Chandler out in this lawn and I would just grab him and I would just chuck him in the air as high as I could. Right. So you guys like, Oh my goodness. But it was awesome. They would just fly and flail or whatever. And I obviously caught him most of the time or whatever. I'm teasing. Caught him every time. I'd just catch him. And here's what they would say every time to me. Do it again, dad. Do it again. And you know what I did? I, I would do it again. Some of you, you know, now know why I have this physique. No, I'm just teasing. Whatever. But I would just, it was just this moment of, of just joy that they, the kiddos would have. And they had no cares in the world. They didn't care that it was time to go to lunch. They didn't care that, oh, there's a, a rain cloud coming. We better get it. No, 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 no. Dad, do it again. Do it again. There was this joy within them. Why? Because they knew the exhilaration of that. And they also had confidence that dad was going to catch them. Little side note, I told you I'd tell you why my motivation changed because as I began to do that, I noticed there's this little little group of, of older women that would stand over on the side. And I, I think they had CPS on speed dial ready to call and report their youth pastor or whatever for abusing these children or whatever. But I could just see them over there and they were you know, then doing all this. And I and then it, my motivation, I'm just ornery, right? I was just like, oh right, okay, so I'm gonna chunk them higher, whatever, and then like fake drop them and all this stuff. I was evil, I've grown. I've matured since then. But every time, it didn't no matter. It seemed like the more danger was involved, the kids would go like, do it again, do it again, right? Why? Because every time I caught them, can I just encourage you today that there are those moments when the circumstance doesn't really necessarily um, equal joy. You need to remind yourself of the faithfulness and the goodness of God that he has always caught you in the past He'll catch you again, and we need to enter this life of exhilarating joy that we would just look to God and say, God, do it again. Do it again, because your grace is, is accompanied with your joy. Our circumstance cannot be the dictator of the level of our joy. I'm going to read this phrase that I, I want you to grab onto, and I, I hate that we're not seeing it here today, but I'm going to read it slow so you can write it down, and you'll go back and watch it online. Truth that I want you to grab that, that I know that has been true in my life that is, is unbelievably transformational when it clicked for me in this way. We need to let the promises of God be the lens through which you see your circumstances, Do not let your circumstances be the lens through which you see his promises. Let me say that again so you understand. Let the promises of God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Let the promises of God be the lens through which you see your circumstances. Do not let your circumstances be the lens through which you see his promises. You see, there's a truth in God's word that is not contingent upon current reality or your circumstance or feeling. That's a tough word for us to understand, isn't it? 
Because I've walked through those seasons and maybe you're in the middle of one too, where you may, in even hearing that, it's a little bit offensive. How dare you, Pastor John, say that my circumstance, that I've lost a loved one, that I've prayed for this, this prayer for years, and in your mind, God has not heard me. How dare you say that that shouldn't impact my joy? Do not say it doesn't impact your feelings, because we all have those feelings. But when we believe the hope and the promise and the, the solid, firm foundation of God's word, and we look at a circumstance and say, I don't know why you haven't answered this prayer the way I thought you should, but I believe your word is true. I will not allow that circumstance to impact my level of joy. If we flip that script and say, circumstance, I don't know what this is going to end like. I don't know if God's going to answer that the way I think he should, or if God's going to just allow me to walk through this all the way. And maybe that prayer in my mind's never going to get answered. But the truth of it is answered the way I want it to. The truth of it is God's word is still the same. It lasts. And if we ever find ourselves in the situation where we say, the way I see God is viewed through the lens of my circumstance. We've just changed who God is. And trust me, you can't do that. That's better preaching than what you're laying on to right there. I'm telling you, that's tough. I had a conversation even this morning. Somebody shared with me about a loved one that they had lost. And through tears in their eyes, I said, Pastor John, thank you for that word. Because I grieve and I, I, I miss them dearly. And yet I know his word is true. I know I'll see him again one day. And guys, let me, please, that's why I prefaced all this with, the, please don't, don't take this as a, oh, wow, you know, if I don't feel this joy, that's not what I'm saying. We can walk through our feelings, but there's an inner confidence in us that we know his promises are true that should be the lens through which we see our circumstances. Joy is not dependent upon circumstances or feelings. Number two. Joy is the key to winning spiritual battles. Joy is, is, is not the, it is a key. There's other things in, in play there, right? But joy is a huge key in winning spiritual battles. Prophet Nehemiah said this, that in Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10, it says, this is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be de dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. There's a direct correlation between the level in which you are able to withstand temptation and your level of joy. Again, let me define joy. Joy is not, I feel great. No, joy is the confidence that you have that God's word is true. I will stand on this truth. I have a joy. I don't understand everything that he puts me through, that he allows me to walk through, but his word is true and I will stand. And that begins to birth in us joy. And that joy is a, an indicator of the strength that we have when we fight and we come up against spiritual battles. Matthew, Matthew Henry, the theologian, great sermon writer and commentary writer and all this, he said this, joy in the Lord will guard you from the empty pleasures the tempter uses to bait his hooks. 
Joy in the Lord will guard you from the empty pleasures the tempter uses to bait his hooks. And how many of you understand that the enemy uses distraction so beautifully in our lives? Can I just be a little bit transparent? I, I didn't ask for Kim's permission to share this, but it was a word for, for me. So this is from, my wife sent me a text the other day, and I'm so glad she did. And it was a uh, it was an accountability text for me. And it was after one of our meetings with the staff or whatever, and she basically said to me, "Hey, I've noticed." That when you either through social media or different things that, you know, talking to other pastor friends, when you begin to compare current reality here to other situations, you're pretty impatient with your team. You know what? She was right. And for me, it, it was stealing my joy when I let distractions from little devices like this or my phone or scrolling and all this stuff want me or put me in a position of, of wanting some other, you know, type of, of progress or growth or development. And it caused my joy to be depleted. And before long, that distraction, it caused me to lose some spiritual battles in my life. Joy is that indicator. It's the, it's the needle on the dashboard in, in, on your cart. It says, you know what? Your joy, the level of joy in your life, the confidence in God's promises, it's a tool. It's a tool for you to stay healthy and alive and alert and fighting the good fight. And some of you today say, you know what? I'm kind of struggling with that. It's okay. Today's the day that we can be confident and we can change. We can say, God, encountering your, your word, I'm just going to increase my level of joy. You say, Pastor John, how do you do that? You focus on the, the, the promises and the word of God and you memorize it and you hide his word in your heart. And before long, you know that the, the, the feelings are not attached to the distraction and you become impatient, but they're the promises that say in God's timing, things will happen. And, and I know that he is for me. God's promises are true no matter your circumstances. They are the key. That's joy is the key to fighting a healthy spiritual battle. Number three, <clears throat> joy is meant to be shared. Joy is meant to be shared. Joy is meant to be shared. Luke chapter one, we read it at the beginning, verse 39. What did Mary do when she received this message of joy? She ran to Elizabeth's house. She had to share what God was doing in her life. There was this overflowing of joy. And can I, can I just be, be straightforward with you today? If there are those moments you say, you know what? I've, I've kind of just slipped back and I haven't really shared the message and the, the hope and the joy of Jesus to too much lately. And I would just, uh, just encourage you to evaluate possibly the level of confidence and joy in your life. Because when there is that confidence and joy in your heart and confidence that God's promises are true, guess what? It will overflow and you'll run to Elizabeth's house to share that with her, right? You'll, you'll go back into the store after you've checked out and say, you know what? You were sharing something with me. I just need to, to, to share this, this whole and this joy with you. There, you'll, you'll go back to your family members and say, hey, you know what? There's just something that, that we need to fix, but there's this joy in you 
that needs to be shared. We see in this Christmas story, we'll see it even Friday night when we talk about peace, when the the angel comes to the shepherds in Luke chapter two, verse 10, it says, the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to just you guys. No, that will bring great joy to all people. Joy is not dependent upon circumstances or feelings. It is a key to spiritual battles and it is meant, it's meant to be shared. Today, we're going to end a little bit differently and I'm, I'm going to ask you to be participatory in this conclusion. And some of you, that makes you really nervous. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be good. Joy is meant to be shared. I may ask my wife to come help me. And here's what I need. Um, I would love, this is not, this is not a test, right? This is actually happening, right? I need eight people that would say, I just feel like I could be a distributor of joy. Like I'm all in pastor John. I trust you. Whatever, whatever. I'm just, I want to volunteer, whatever. We're not doing like some magic trick or anything. I just need, I feel like, you know, my assistants come in and all that. I need eight volunteers to come join me on the platform right now. This, this is not a test. This is really, really happening. I need eight people. Somebody's, thank you, Kathy. You're going to be the first one. Come on up. There's one. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. We'll, we'll stay here. I'll be here all day. There you go. Yeah. I, I you're right. You're right. This is like, come on. There's one, two. Come on up here. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right here, young man. All right. Oh, man. See, you got to be quick. You got to be quick. All right. Awesome. Come on up here. Thank you for, for volunteering. You have no idea what you just volunteered for. You're just mischievous enough, Doug, that I just like, he's like, all right, I'll do it or whatever. So, all right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We, um, we've got a little um, application of this idea that joy is meant to be shared. What's awesome is when I see the faces up here, this, this is like, yeah, game on. This is like normal stuff for you. So thank you for volunteering. But here's how this is going to play out. So I'm going to, in just a minute, we're going to pray. And what this is about is, is you just being led by the Lord and saying, God, would you just direct me a little bit to be a deliverer of joy? Okay. And I'll tell you how this is going to play out. I need you two to focus on this section, these kind of two sections right here between this, this aisle and this aisle. And in just a minute, when we pray, I just believe God's going to drop someone in those two sections on your mind, on your heart that you just say, you know what? I just, I'm going to go pray with them and I, they just need to be joined. We'll tell you more of the specifics here in just a minute. Okay. You two are going to be right here in this middle section. And you're going to just ask God to give you a, a, a name. Some of you in these sections are like, oh, you know, like you're ducking down or whatever, you know, and all this stuff. It's good. Trust me. We just want to be joined. So you're going to, you know, find two people in these two sections, right? Okay. So it doesn't matter. You may not know who they are. Great. Awesome. No big deal. So right here, you two good looking, fine young men, right? So you guys are going to go right here in this section and you're just going to, these two sections and just, just. It doesn't matter who they are. You're just going to ask God to give you just one person. And probably it's just going to be somebody you look at and say, it's them. I see him. It's them. Now, not your wife. Don't go, okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah, not your, oh, different sections. So anyway, yeah, yeah, gotcha. So anyway, so you're going to, you two are going to go in this section right here. And, uh, and you're just going to ask God to give you two faces and just ask God to, to, to lead and guide and direct you. And you say, well, is there any other direction than that? Nope. 
Here's what we're going to do. In just a minute, uh, my wife, Pastor Kim, I do feel like a little bit of a magician, right? And uh, the lovely Clint Kim is going to give you a card. And this card, we just asked some people in the staff to write some uh, scriptural blessings and some encouragement uh, thoughts and prayers to whoever those cards may find themselves. How many of you believe that the Lord guides and directs no matter what? This is, there's, no, there, there's no weirdness as far as matching. No, no, no. It's just, we just want to be an example of how you distribute joy to, to disarm the, the, oh, I could never do that. Yes, you could. Today at lunch, you could grab one of those cards that says, welcome home to Christmas and invite somebody to Friday night because why? They need joy. They need joy. And they may need you to just say, hey, I love you enough to, to get out of my awkward, uncomfortable, and I'm just going to be a distributor of joy today. So would you do me a favor? They, they've been up here and they've, they've kind of been scoping the crowd here a little bit. Would you stand with me all over the room? We're, we're going to be dismissed. Don't, don't, don't sneak out yet because you'll, you'll want to, to not um, do that. And we're going to pray. And guys, I'm going to pray for you that you would just be an instrument of God's, God's grace. There is obviously a spiritual implication. This morning in the first service, we had some connections that were made. I'm not even going to, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards, but just to say, God was moving in this moment. And there was a uniqueness about just asking God direct me to someone that needs the joy in my life. So Father, right now, I pray for every man and woman in this room that you would just encourage us with the promises of your word. And God, let this illustration today just be a tangible expression of your love, of your grace, of that unmerited favor, of the joy in our hearts and lives. And Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Clayton's going to sing and lead us. And, and if, if nobody comes to you, if they don't come to you, that's fine. Just enter into worship. You may want to join with them and praying for it. That's okay. We can you know, bundle up there. That's awesome too. So you guys got it? Don't be afraid. Just go. If you have to introduce yourself, Donna, you're ready. She's like, go, go, let's go. All right, go, go. Pastor Clayton, lead us. Go ahead, find your people. And you'll give them that card and then we'll talk more in just a minute. Pray for them. Upon your love, it is a firm foundation, and I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken, and I will build my life upon your love it is a firm foundation and i will put my trust in you alone and i will not be shaken holy there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me holy there is 
no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of them are still praying together, and that's great. But here's, here's kind of the cool thing about that is that we didn't want to manipulate or it wasn't based upon any type of need. But in those cards, like I said, there's a, just a blessing that we put a verse in there and just a very specific word. And then how many of you understand that sometimes tangible joy is good too? So there's like $100 in every one of those cards. So you, you were just a distributor of joy and you didn't even know it. And there, there may be, here's, here's why we wanted it to be that way. Yeah, that's cool. Here's why we wanted it to be that way. Because sometimes you may question what God has even, you say, God, they don't need to hear that from me. Like that, eh, and we didn't want you, oh, that person needs, you know, is, is a needy. No, it wasn't, had anything to do with their financial need. Has everything to do with you saying, God, I'll be a distributor of joy. The promise that you put in me, I will share it. And that's what this season of Advent and hope and joy and peace and love is all about. My encouragement to you today, church, is not just to hear a word and say, Pastor John, that was good. No, but to live it out and say, I'm going to be a distributor of joy in the community and in my family. The hope that God has put inside of me that leads to that joy, it's meant to be shared. It's meant to be shared. Amen. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come and, and join me at the front and find their way up to the front. The reason why we do this every week, number one, is scriptural. James says that, that we should call the elders of the church to pray for those that have needs. And the prayer of, and of the prayer of faith, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman, it avails much. It is successful. And we believe God's promises and it gives us joy. It gives us hope that we'll just follow and we'll just obey and believe that he blesses and ministers. And so we would love to connect with you and pray together with you before we dismiss. Can I do you, uh, can I do a favor? Do me a favor. My words are getting tied. There's the most important decision that we can ever make in our lives is when we meet Jesus. Many of you in this room have already done this, but there may be some that are not, that have not done that in their lives. And so remember we talked about distractions. So just to remove distractions, will you do me a favor and close your eyes and bow your heads one more time. I just, for, just for purposes of eliminating distractions, if you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor John, I've never officially entered into this relationship with Jesus. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short and that the wages of that sin is death. And it's eternal separation from God. But the good news about that is that he's paid the price, the penalty for our sins. And all we have to do is admit our sin and agree and believe that he has paid that penalty and confess our sins and ask Jesus to come into our heart. That's you. And you'd say, Pastor John, would you include me in this closing prayer? I want to know Jesus. I want to change. I want to meet him today and give my life to him. Would you just do me the honor of praying together with you? All heads are bowed and eyes closed. Would you just lift your hand and let me see you in this room? If that's you, say, I just want to meet Jesus today. All over this room, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're online today, 
the way that you do that is there's a link that'll pop up. You can click that link. It'll be great. I just encourage you, if you've prayed, if you raised your hand and you just want to meet Jesus today, we would love to pray together with you uh, at the front here and just enter into that agreement together with you as well. Father, I pray right now for those men and women that are in this room that maybe they didn't raise their hand, maybe they should have, maybe they are just in a place where they're, they're struggling with that. God, help us, help them to connect with, with you today and just pray a prayer that says, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me. I accept your forgiveness. Come into my life. I'll live for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer or want to, we'd love to agree together with you. It's gonna be a great week. Share the joy that's in your life. Share it. It's not meant to be kept. It's meant to be shared. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you in your coming and going. And may you be a reflection of his grace and his joy in this Christmas season to your families and to all the families in the region that you come in contact with you with this week. God bless you. Have a great day. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you this Friday and then we'll see you online on the 25th. Come forward and let us pray together with you if you'd like. Amen.